Hello and welcome to Racing Only Better. This is your Saturday preview show. We're going to be going through day five of Glorious Goodwood and a couple of races from Newmarket as well. It's been a busy week and I'm joined as always by the usual gang of Kevin Blake. How are you, Kevin? Hello. Excellent, Vanessa. Excellent. Back in golden for my sins. So yeah, there you go. No stamina in you, is there? Couldn't even do three more than three days of Goodwood. I mean, there are people out there. I'm going straight on the Galway, Vanessa. That's how you really do it. Uh, God. (laughs) Ah, Jesus. And Tony, uh, did your week pick up in any way yesterday? Uh, No, the highlight was a Um, (laughs) non-winner. And one of the biggest bets of the day, um, he fell off. And on the flat. He wasn't even at Galway. Yeah. Uh, But as long as Johnny Pete's all right. Anyway, yes, that's all right. Did you, uh, you, you, you know, you don't mean that. You don't care about Johnny Pete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's only said that because he feels like you allowed, are you allowed to remount on the flat. I reckon he should <laughs> coming off at 40 miles an hour and skidding it on the ground. He'll <laughs> care about it when he makes it big and he's writing these columns for him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Dan, you're still catching dreams over there. Love to see it. Yeah, not really working on the punting front, but at least that, um, as we speak, that nursery, that nursery guess up went in. Yeah. Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Holly. Well done with that. Um, It was a mixed day, I think, yesterday. We're recording this on the morning of the Friday, uh, and it was a mixed Thursday for the team. But anyway, we kick on all the same. Um, Now, there is a Betfair offer this weekend. If you bet £10 on racing multiples on Saturday, you get a free £10 bet on another racing multiple. And you can see the show description for the T's and C's. So get involved in that. Basically, if you bet 10, you get 10 on racing multiples with Betfair. Um, Let's start with the maiden at Goodwood, the 105. And Kevin, you're always banging on about wanting to go last, (laughs) but actually you can go first here. (laughs) Yeah, well, look, this classic of the Hannans was very, very eye-catching on debut, and it's probably going to be a short price to win. But the reason I want to talk about it, come on, why, why is this horse notable pedigree-wise? Quick, come on. I'm, oh, I'm tired, I don't know. Oh, come on, quick, it's obvious. <laughs> is it state of rest? Is state of rest involved? No, Jesus. <laughs> He's the son of the, the only ever produce of George Washington, Dave with Destiny. Oh, wow. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, he Fair. only ever had one live foal. It was this filly. I remember. I remember her for so well. I remember her going through the ring as a foal in a year, and there was great excitement. And she turned out to be all right. She was kind of like a, you know, a hundred filly maybe on her very best day. And uh, she's produced one good one. It's been a small bit disappointing, but this uh, like Kev, it's be okay now. Is that Kev, I, I just looked at the internal database at our place on the mare, and it says. George Washington's only chip off the old doggy block. I was actually at when he um when he uh was passed away, old George Washington. Oh we no. all got there. That's when I used to go to the uh, Breeders' Cup. We used to um we got there on the Monday, and I'm not honest to God, it literally didn't stop raining for the next five or six days. It was oh. unbelievable how that took place. Oh. Poor thing. Uh, back in back in my early days, now when I was just getting going, I used to follow him around the car and um, reporting his antics for the Irish field. He used to do all sorts of funny things. He wouldn't go out through arches, and he he planted himself in the winners' enclosure one day. He wouldn't go home. And he was, <laughs> he was he was a legend of a horse. That's a uh, so, so classic is your selection then in this or your your notes? Yeah, it says, it says sentimental slightly, but in fairness, if you watch the run, it was like fiercely eye catching. 
Yeah. And Tony, do you have a view in that, Maiden? Not a betting view. Um, looks like Classic's going to be in about five to four, six to four, Mark. Uh, there was a big word going around for the Foxes in the Chesham uh, at a price. He underperformed there, um, but so did a few others. So uh, if he comes back to confirms the promise of the Newbury fourth, he might have a chance. But then again, he's he's only he's only around about three to one, seven to two against uh, what looks a very interesting favourite. So no bets. Okay, no bets in the first race. Moving on to the 140. This is, of course, the consolation race for the Stewards' Cup over the six furlongs. Um, you've got 12 runners in this. It is paying four places with bet fares. So you get an extra place. And there's three course and distance winners in here, Dan. Dream Composer, Lamplighter, Treacherous. But Lethal Levi is up at the top of the market with a £6 penalty. The three-year-old in this. Where yeah. are you landing? What a season he's had. He just looked a horse, didn't he? He's absolutely flourished. Dual new market winner. Um, Penalised for the latest of them. He's in three. I like a horse in one. I'm, I'm, I do my own heading with the draw. I can tie myself in knots with it. Any any listener will know that. But Dream Composer's on the wing, which I don't normally like, but he's a horse I absolutely adore. I think he's got a lot about him. Um, could have won earlier in the season a couple of times when it didn't drop right for him. It came good at Ponty. Came good again at this track, and he's had two visits to Goodwood. One was a very close second, which at the time was a massive step up on anything he'd done in in France previously. I think he was trained in France. And then his most recent one was a win uh, back in June. He hasn't been disgraced since at Pontefract. The second to Gaffanthar on that Sunday series, strong race there. That looks a sound piece of form. And then he got himself further back than he'd normally be at Ponty last time when he finished only fourth. Um I just like this horse a lot. I think he's still got more improvement in him. He's not exactly been flogged for his age and um, he's going to be a price, whereas Lethal Levi obviously is, is tight at the top. Yeah. Okay, dream composer for Dan with his dream catchers in the background there, <laughs> so that makes perfect sense. Uh, Tony, where have you landed in the Stewards Cup? Um, uh, Constellation race, sorry. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to have a bet in this, but um, I ended up back in an outsider at 50s and 40s each way last night, uh, recording this on Friday morning. And that's Dark Shot. Um, now, uh-huh. Lethal Levi, um, he's obviously going to take a hell of a lot of beating and he's £9 winning. And I do think he'll win, but I took a chance each way. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to wait till the sportsbook go up with the, without betting market and, and look to back Dark Shot again, because... He's very interesting on a few levels, uh, not least because he's the horse that won the Magnolia Cup on Thursday. Yeah. Um, that's probably by the by. But what it, what's really interesting is um, he's got a brilliant record when, ter- well, he's got a very good record when turning out again quickly. Numerous times he's come out within 48 hours. Uh, last year, he won three times in 13 days. The middle leg came after just a three-day break. So, I think the quick turnaround is, is massively in his favour. They must have had one eye on that, to, given given his record. He's also got he may be best at five furlongs, but he's got he's got form in this race as well. He, he was he was fourth in this race in 2018 off a 19 pound high mark, and um, yeah, I mean, I just I, I just think you know, and, and also obviously as that suggests, he's he's cascaded down the handicap this season and. You know, he didn't run too badly two starts ago, and obviously he he won that uh, he won that noddy charity race on Thursday. But yeah, he's um, that won't be facts in the market though, will it? It's likely to be missing. No, no. I mean, like I said, um, when he's forties and fifties, and given the record, I mean, I, I think the bookmakers missed it. To be perfectly honest with you, um, but yeah, okay. dark shot, dark shot for me. He is thirty three from the sportsbook, and they're playing four places. So 
I think that's I think that's very feasible. But Quick I, one for Kev. What do we what do we think of it? The fact only three year old in the race taking on elders for the first time. Do we? I'm sort of slightly neg about that with Lethal Levi. Uh, wouldn't bother me to be honest. This time of year, no, wouldn't bother me. I'd be quite happy with that. Loads of experience. Why not? Mm. Where are you landing, Kev? Uh, who do you fancy in the Constellation race? I was giving Nelson Gay a bit of a chance, Vanessa. Um, okay. Ryan takes the right again. Uh, Hughesy seems to have him really firing at the minute. He really um, does. Yeah. And this fellow, in fairness, has shaped well the last twice. And look, I don't think he's thrown in or anything, but he's just one of those that if it drops right for him, he's probably capable of, of getting in the mix at least, you know. I like Lead Levi stands out, obviously, but outside of him, it's a it's a lot of picking and poking, kind of horses coming coming down, you know, and you're trying to get him on a good day. And just I thought Nelson Gay could set up nicely for him. Okay, a couple of win chances there and a cool each way play as well. We've got all bases covered in the consolation race. Uh, the Coral Summer Handicap over the miles, six furlongs down, 14 runners paying four places again. Uh, Sophie Stevens is the nine to two joint favourite as things stand right now with Betfair uh, with Trawlerman for uh, John and Thady Gosden. But Sophie Stevens, I mean, the yard, I know they've got an excellent record of Goodwood, obviously, but in this in this race itself, I think they've won four of the last seven renewals mm. and he comes here off the back of two wins and he's just seems to have really got the ball rolling at the moment, this horse. Yeah, he's just taken off, hasn't he? I mean, John, yeah. Johnson, Johnson's had, I said one winner this week, but he's, one. he's, he's, not, he's not got much luck with draws in plenty of races. Not as a staying race, it won't be a, a big deal, but two of his three are both in double figures. I think you'd sooner be nearer the rail if you could be. Um, I'm a, I'm a inclined to look overlook them though because obviously Soapy Stevens has been hit for the back to back wins. Uh, Valley Forge was my first name on the team sheet because I, based on the North the Northumberland Plate run, coming back to man three quarters is what he wants because he looked a proper danger there for a long way in the Trucian race, wilted a bit late on. But I'm actually going the more I looked, the more I thought the form of are we calling him Sem Han? Kem Han? Kem Han. Kem Han. I just thought mm. was really solid. Um, and we've got this Holly Factor as well, which is nice on the Kate. Last time she got on him, um, it was a decisive winner at Newmarket. He won his first two starts of the campaign by clear margins. And then he ran in that Duke of Edinburgh. He's gone off tens for that in a race where you see he was beaten 10 lengths and you think, oh, that doesn't sound like a very good run. And then you realise that the winner was winning by six of those. So it wasn't actually wasn't too bad at all. Um, obviously had no chance of the winner. Probably had no chance after missing the break. Holly back on. I like his form. Okay. Um, vote for George Baker and Holly Doyle then. Uh, Tony, trappy enough race this, given yeah. that you can make cases for so many of them. Yeah, if if I could give one advice to punters, is is, is work two days in advance. Um, so as soon as the prices come out um, for Saturday or on Thursday morning. You just got to try and get on as best you can, rather directly or by secondary routes. And Trawler Man opened up at seventeen to two in a place which was never going to last because you know this horse has um, this horse got a lot going for him. I mean, he's um, he got no run last time whatsoever. He, that was in the race where two horses died, and you know he he was up the year now. He got no run whatsoever, and, and how the handicap has dropped him a pound for that, uh, I don't know. It's normally they would just ignore the run. In fact. The handicapper previously ignored his Ascot run where he missed the break and Frankie just basically gave up from a very early stage. So I think the last two runs are throwouts. 
Uh, he went into the Ascot race far more competitive than this as a four to one joint favourite. He's um, he really should be suited by the step up to a mile six. He's by Golden Horn out of a two miler um, in France. Um, yeah, and like I said, the, the first time Hood's interesting. Um, I, I was looking at his run and I couldn't see why they put it on, but I think you've got to trust Gosden when they do put it on. He's Gosden when he was on his own, he was 24 from 98 in first time cheap, uh, first time Hoods, which is very, very good. And since he's uh, linked up with uh, the real slim shady. Um, baby. Um, he's three from nine. So the, the first time hood record for the stable is, is, is excellent, you know, betting juicing good. So um, off, off that kind of mark with his, with his profile. Um, yeah. I thought, I thought he'd go really well. Uh, nine to two with a sports book is probably at the tail end of what I'd be willing to accept, but you have got the extra places against that. So trawler man for me, I'll be looking, I'll be looking to, I'll probably back him when only on a, at a bigger price on the exchange. Trawler man for Tony then. And Kevin, um, I mean, obviously Trawler man is Godolphin. You're banging on about Godolphin horses in handicaps, but I don't think you mean when they're trained by John and Thady Gosden, do you? Uh, no, not quite. But, uh, yeah. Not, um, I, I, I want to yesterday. Yeah. I'm, I'm hatching up, I'm hitching up with um, with Dan the man here again with Kevin Han. Ah. Um, hence, hence my quick, my quick... Um, um, yeah. quick validation pronunciation. pronunciation thank you. Yeah. Thank you are you that. are you awake today poor Kevin it's been a long week for Kevin hasn't it um, I know it was grand just back, back late last night from the airport did you <laughs> make the journey with you you look very fetching in that all week uh, I tell you yeah sometimes you have to lean into these things CC yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you didn't just lean in you just didn't you didn't just lean in you threw yourself in uh, um, the, the only upside of that is you have Jason Weaver uh, standing next to you looking even more stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, it's hot there. You'd be happy for it. But anyway, um, Kevin, yeah, look, as Dan said, they're on a Royal Ascot. It was very, very forgivable. It just went wrong, missed the kick, got messed about loads of times um, and didn't actually run that bad if you take out the winner. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we can get back on the up. Um, I think Trackless Suit has operated well around the likes of Epson before, so... Um, yeah, I thought Kim Ham will be will be bang there to finish, hopefully. Okay, on to Lily Langtree, the group two at 245 at Goodwood over the mile, six furlongs again, eight runners. Uh C La Rosa is your 13 to 8 favourite. And probably because of that free wind, a Haydock uh form line obviously came there to challenge, couldn't live with the winner, but I think we all expect free win to win a group one before the season's out. Uh I think it'll turn out to be, I mean, C La Rosa came there looking to challenge at one point like a danger and then obviously all the carnage happened with free wind Dan um, but the punts have latched on to or the market has latched on to her at this point anyway and I think I'm with her as well actually I think I am um, there's some flaky old types in behind basically and so I ended up coming back to see La Rosa as a result but it's pretty unoriginal isn't it yeah, after um, the check and challenge guffawing yesterday, I mean, time for we're taking a pretty low view of this race. We've got <laughs> we've got her rated well below the pair she split, and I think Ooh. a part of that is because the bare form it looks fine, but the other two were too busy having a wrestling match, weren't they? And she just she just escaped all that trouble and didn't and was probably seen to very best advantage. Another progressive Haggisauce. Don't really like opposing them, but I thought she looked slightly unders in case that run does flatter a bit. I liked one of the three-year-olds. I like Emily Dickinson. Um, she's had one run at man three quarters and she ran absolutely superbly 
at Leopardstown, didn't she? Behind Ross Carberry, who was the the robbed Group One placed horse who um, who set the record straight, turned out quickly, gave that horse a real scare, and then dropped back for the Irish Oaks a mile and a half. And I just think the uh, the step backing trip was against her. I think there's more improvement in her as a stamina is tested. I think she'd stay any trip. I really do. I think she'd stay two plus, no problem. So hopefully mile and three quarters and aiming for a well-run race. I'm not sure we'll get one, but that's what I hope. I think that's the thing that will see her in a in a good light. And don't know if Tony's spoken to him, but even, given her stamina, I wonder even if Ryan might go to the front and try and make it a test. Yeah, I mean, like, you've never met, uh, jockeys never mention tactics uh, in these pre-race columns, but uh, it, it would make sense, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah. And, and Tony, where are you faring with this? Um like you, I think Celia Rosa is is by far the most likely winner. But with all these haggis horses, you pay a massive premium to get with them. And thirteen to eight, I think, is pretty short enough in, in this kind of race. Um, I've had a little, I've had a few quid on Urban Artist at tens. Uh, I am worried about the ground uh, for her because, and this is a dead eight, so I'll be playing win only because uh, you don't know, you know, if one's going to be pulled out on account of the drying ground. That said. They put on another five mil last night, and I imagine they'll be doing the same on Friday night. So they're trying to they're trying to keep the, keep the good ground horses uh, honest uh, in their races. No, I think Urban Art is obviously good good uh, course form, uh, win winner at the course, and his only other start he was the next second in a mile six handicap uh, here last season. Um, Run a career best first time out, went second um, over this trip at York on good soft ground. And it was good to firm ground at Ascot, where I thought she ran a quite an eye-catching race over two mile five in the Queen Alexandra. I thought she was going to come and take a hand in the finish there. She she made a bold move around the outside, turning in, and I thought she was going to kick on. But I think her stamina might have petered out a bit there. So providing the ground is deemed soft enough for her, uh, uh, you know, uh, well, deemed not too quick, uh, I think Urban Artist at 10 to 1 is probably the pick of the prices in there. But it's a trappy little race, and look, just be be warned if you are backing um, each way because there's a there's two or three in here that ideally want easy ground, uh, you know, urban yeah. artists, art etc. Okay, urban artists for Tony then. Uh, Kevin, any mention for yes, yes, off this very long be- break for Beckett and Horn- Hornby? No, no. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, no I like Emily Dickinson as well. Um, Nashua showed the, the older Phillies and mares where to go during the week, and um, mm. Emily Dickinson might do the same here. Um, as Dan mentions, like she just looks, she looks a stayer, really. Um, she another one for Pedigree Corner, Vanessa. She's by Dubawi out at Chiquita. Oh, uh, yeah, she was another three, lunatic, yeah. She famously jumped into a hedge when 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 Bolton up in, in an Oaks trial at San Clue, and um, million pound lunatic, wasn't it? Yeah, she went on to break the record at the time. I think maybe yeah. it still stands for, for a broodmare in Ireland, six million quid. I was there as well that day. Was she ah. him? Was she him? No. no. No, she was Paul, she was Paul Macon. Um, right. And then he, he did a big dispersal and sold them all. And then he came back in the game afterwards. Um, died since, poor old Paul. But there you go. Uh, we're all heading that way, lads. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and yeah, and we're going to touch shape very well. She was probably a little bit unlucky not to get placed in a, a fairly windy renewal of the Irish Oaks last time, but uh, getting up and triple back up and trip will be a help to her. And if there was, if they, if they overwatered or rained or anything like that, it would help her because I'd say um, she would ideally want a little ease in it. I'm um, probably not going to get it, but look, she's operated well on, on faster ground. 
um, this season already. So Emily Dickinson for me. Emily Dickinson for both you and Dan then. Um, on to the Stewards Cup and Dan, just take your pick. 28 runners paying six places with Betfair. Mr. Wagyu is up there at the top of the market, seven to one at the moment. So that tells you all you need to know about how open this is, as you would expect. Obviously, he carries the penalty for the Curra win. Um, and I have absolutely no idea what's going to win this, Dan. Help me. Well, remember about five minutes ago when I questioned three-year-olds against older sprinters? Well, yes, you did. pretend that didn't happen, okay? <laughs> because the horse whose price surprised me most in the early markets was a horse who Tony put up at Newcastle last time, and I gave a mention to as well, is Anaf, the only three-year-old. He's 25s, the only three-year-old in the field. Now, I know the handicap has reacted. It was bound to, but... I honestly think this horse is destined for future group success. He's an Appleby horse. So, I mean, we know what Mick does. Look, he's done with Russell and the like for the horse watchers. They just get better and better with age. This was a, an extremely rare first time out winner for him. That was only in January. His career is barely six months old. And his form has got better basically every time he's reached the track. And that culminated, of course, with that second to that freak show sense of duty is obviously very good. Time figure supports it, time figure of 105. And the question, of course, apart from is he has he got the wherewithal for a race like this, is whether he will be as good away from Newcastle because he does seem to have reserved some of his best efforts there. But he's got turf form, and I'm inclined at that price to think that actually he's just an improving horse. Um, don't mind a draw in five because at least he's towards an extreme. We're not going to be marooned in the middle. And this tends to be a rather more fair race draw-wise than some of the big sprints. So he was the one who's priced 25s early on. Most surprised me. And I will just just quickly, I'll keep great ambassador on side. A horse me and Kev put up in Newbury when he didn't get the breaks. I think he's building back up to a big run um, third time back. And he was placed, he was in the frame in this race last season, as well as being an unlucky second in an air gold cup. Okay, big swing from Dan in this. Tony, um, who did you land on? Yeah, I've already backed Anna. Um, oh, God. Top price, 25 to 100 the sports book, six places. Um, yeah, I think he's got a lot going for him. He wasn't given wow. a great wasn't given a great ride over seven furlongs here early in the season. Uh, so he's got course form. Um, you know, he's, again, he was drawn badly uh, at York next time uh, on the wing so he can mark up that run. He went up six pounds for that Newcastle one, as, as Dan said. But looking at the horses behind him, the likes of Happy Power, I mean, he could have been, they could have even been a bit more punitive. Uh, but clearly, we bumped into one in a, one of those another stupid haggis improvers in sense of duty. Yeah, and I, I like his profile. This is only his ninth start. Unlike Dan, I am worried about the draw. He's in five, but I've decided just to bite the bullet because the, the, all the pace I couldn't see any pace in single figures, and I couldn't see any pace. You know, in the low teens, either. I think the pace here is pretty much exclusively high, so that does worry me. But I wasn't expecting twenty fives, and he's he's thirty as we as we speak on on Friday morning on the exchange. So he's one, and I'm going to chuck another uh, another few. Qu- I already have. I back Saint Lawrence at twenty eights. Um, he's around about that price on the exchange now. I think he's another horse that you can throw out his last run. Uh, he was drawn widest at Newbury last time. And he may have resented the blinkers there as well because they've taken him off. Um, and the blinkers worked first time because he ran an absolute cracker in the King's Stand, only beaten six lengths. Um, and he's also got group race form. He was only beaten the length of the Palace House by Carden. So I think of a mark of 105, I think he's still quite well treated. 
Um, and he's drawn in seven as well. So I'm kind of put two eggs in one basket here with a draw. But yeah, I mean, I couldn't see why he was 28 and I couldn't see why Anaf was 25 and bigger on the exchange. So um, I'm not going to go mad because it's ridiculously, you know, ridiculous race. But, you know, Sportsbook playing six places. So those are the two that I've uh, chucked some money at. Mondamed just boosted that Newcastle farm as well. He just got chinned the time after. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's. I think they could have been a bit more punitive than six six pounds, and you just got to love his profile, haven't you? Yeah. Wow. Two votes for Anna for a huge price. Are you going to make it three, Kevin? No, I'll go a great ambassador again. Um, <laughs> you know, in for a penny, in for a pound. Um, <laughs> ran ran a stormer in this race last year. He was kind of on the wrong side, and he, he won. He won his part of the track well. Um, you know, again, was a bit unlucky later in the season. You know, we, sh- we should have bolted up in the Ergo Cup, really, and got nipped by one that went solo um, near side. And like Dan says, I've been kind of watching them quite closely this year, and it looks like he's building. And um, who knows, maybe they, maybe this was the race they had in mind uh, with their with their stepping stones. And um, TC makes a fair point about the pace, uh, uh, see, the apparent pace distribution, but in 12, he's hopefully, you know, near enough to where the bulk of the action is going to be that he can he can he can um twaddle his way over towards it and uh, get heavily involved in the finish hopefully. what is yeah when did I, I, that, might have, that? I might have just made up that word i think yeah. you might have done excellent yeah. from you excellent uh fair play <laughs> <laughs> twaddle let's twaddle our way over to the 355 <laughs> can, I, can i tell the quick story vanessa you know what go i'm on, thinking go on. <laughs> there on, a, on a podcast with vanessa come back a few years which won't today. be named we were, talk, <laughs> we were talking about some handicap with a load of old boys in it uh, vanessa goes yeah this race is full of old Todgers. I believe the I believe the words you're looking for is old codger. Old codger is something something entirely different. Uh, I hope you weren't yeah, really. I hope you weren't twaddling and todgering on your date. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember uh, that and no there was none, none of that Tony thank you racing only better listeners are still only getting to know Vanessa but do, you know when you, when you get really catch Vanessa her, her, her laugh gets quite high pitched <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> it, was one, it was one of those moments <laughs> Kevin, for goodness sake. <laughs> well, you when, you hear, when you hear now. it, you know you've Todd get any chances this week? <laughs> <laughs> Todd Javarian's going to win with uh, St. Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Oh, guys, Todgers. enough about Todgers, okay? Uh, <laughs> the, the three-year-old seven furlong handicap, 355. Let's be professional team, you know? That's what I'm all about. Um, You're not going to break a habit of a lifetime here. <laughs> no, fair, fair. Uh, Dan, this is a wide, wide open contest. Positive impact, spirit, and how do you say it? No, Nguru, Nguru. Yeah. Um, zero carbon. I mean, four to one, five to one at the top of the market. Those three, like, this is as you would expect for a three year old seven furlong handicap at this level at Goodwood. Just so competitive. Zero yeah. carbon going for the fourth win on the bounce, and then a Haggis horse in there improving, and Benoit taking off of positive impact. I mean, just cases to be made left, right, and center. I think I might have landed. Actually, do you know what? I don't even have a strong view on it. Go, Dan. <laughs> no, that, 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 that makes two of us then. Um, Wolderton, are we going with? He's. His farm got a boost. He won at Epsom by a big margin, and then the runner-up went to to 
go one better next time. Half tempted by a bit of a Johnston guess up. I'm a gambler, horse who, I mean, he's almost impossible to predict from run to run, but he looked pretty good at Hamilton earlier in the season. And I don't know, we've seen these Johnston horses bounce back in the past at this place. But when that's your when that's your rationale for putting up a horse, I think it's time to say I don't want to bet in this race. Yeah. Fair, that's very fair. Uh, Tony, Koi Koi kind of caught my attention oh, yes. given the fact that he landed a bit of a touch at Newmarket Bombs on cap. his first start. Oh, George <laughs> Bowie out of the balding yard. Um, he's only gone up two pounds for the win, but Dan's telling us that I'm mad. Is that right? No, no, no. He, he said <laughs> he said the form's carp. He was making a joke about ah, Fair, fair. Um, you meant to laugh at this stage. Yeah. I missed that entirely. That is not how I laugh, okay? It's my windows are just cracked. It's only when you're when you're particularly tickled. <laughs> yeah, I, look, I'm not gonna have a bet in this race, but I did think Koi Koi was on the big side at eight to one, given I mean, George Bowie's. Other trainers must be hating him, mustn't he? He's been getting all these, he's getting all these horses off other trainers. Robbing horses off big yards, in, yeah. landing a touch with them, yeah. just it must drive other people mad. Uh, I always think. He, like, he's he's absolutely mustard, isn't he? Um, mustard. So Ryan Moore on top. Only two pound for that Newcastle run. Uh, it's that Newmarket win. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, wasn't beaten far in the Britannia. Um, so obviously, that's very strong form. Well, Hong Kong thinks so anyway. Um, yeah. I, I haven't had a bet, but I think Koi Koi is uh, probably the pick of the prices, eight to one. But I, I haven't had a bet as yet, so I'm not putting him up as such. And and Kevin, you were making noises there before you took the piss out of me that you might also <laughs> fancy this horse. Yeah, it's all about the Koi Koi. Me, me and Calvin did our best to start a, a gamble on this fella in the Britannia. Uh, <laughs> he, he did indeed shorten, but he, he didn't run quite well enough to, to reward it. Um yeah, I've, been, I've liked this fellow all season. I saw him at Chester and he was a big, big, you know, still a, quite a big backward colt. And he, said, Geez, he did well to get to where he did as a, as a two-year-old. And um, look, he's coming forward as hoped. And he beat base player, who's a horse with, with a kind of a, a sexy profile, I suppose. He's, he's unexposed and caught the eye a good few times. And, um, and seeing him off probably wasn't a bad effort. Two pounds higher. Um, the drop to seven is an interesting one. I, I think he'll be fine. Um, but I, I wouldn't have called it. I, I would have imagined they would have been happy to stay at a mile, never mind kind of a, a speed focus seven. But we'll, we won't knock him too much for that. He's got Ryan Moore on board, who continues to ride really well. Um, and yeah, Koi Koi for the Hoi Hoi. Get good the job few, done. Good few votes for Koi Koi to wrap up the action from Goodwood, because now we're going to move on to Newmarket. Uh, the 155 is the nursery there over the six furlongs. The Phillies nursery, Fox degree at the top of the market, five to two as things stand with Betfair right now. But Frank Dettori teaming up with Rafe Beckett. And this Philly, it actually is the Philly who beat Carsib at Foss last, the form line Dan I was talking about for the good yeah. nursery. So by the time this Philly runs, that could have had a form boost. Um and obviously Frankie getting on this filly, I think she's improving. I can see very clearly why she's the favourite in this. But there's obviously a couple of nursery debutantes in here. And do you have a strong view, basically? Uh, increasingly so, actually. But as you say, the third, um, you mentioned Carsib, the third horse came out, we dropped a pound next time and, and won a Chelmsford nursery. So it's already had a pretty significant boost. And maybe the handicapper just underestimated Fox degree. I mean, started off of 69, was a 200 grand purchase, yeah. clearly took I mean, Shade really of the Beckett horse that ran okay on 
on Thursday and a completely different animal, of course, this middle distance three-year-old V-site um, mm. bolting up on Handicap Dave. It was a similar case uh, for this one, but I'm, I'm, I'm really warming to Immortal Beauty of Hannon's. I've, I've always had a soft spot for these Hannon horses first time in inertia when they've had a bit of a break and often they haven't shown as much as this horse has because she she's run against the boys on every start so far just chinned at Foslas, having not necessarily got the breaks and the winner that day was a 125 to 1 chance i don't know if you were there that night v but uh, that no, was once more for luck for ishmael mohammed who then i mean looked a fluke and then went and finished seventh in a super sprint the third horse has been placed since um for Foslas, it might not have been too bad a race that so we're, we're pinning our hopes on Foslas form which isn't necessarily what you always want to be, particularly over jumps, is not what you want to be doing often. But I like Immortal Beauty first handicap against first time against just Phillies as well. well. I don't know why people are derogatory towards Foss Lass. It's an excellent track and they do a terrific Welsh cake, as you would expect. So, <laughs> you know, I love going there. Four I'm hours just there, bit, four I'm just hours bitter back. I never yeah. got the chance to go. Four hours there, four hours back in an eight race card is what I live for, Tony Calvin. <laughs> I live for it. Um, who do you fancy in this race, please? Uh, not having a bet, but for all the reasons Dan said, uh, Fox should agree. Uh, he's around about three it's on the exchange. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, for all the reasons said, pedigree, start of win last time. I think the rise is, is manageable, uh, but yeah, probably not my kind of betting race, but around about three to one. I think it's five to see with the sports book. Uh, about three on the exchange as we speak. Yeah, Fox agree would be my nominal choice, but probably not having a bet. Kevin, any strong view on it? No, we're on on the Fox. Um, it looks like, oh. you know, going back to six would be a help to her. And yeah, I'm going to repeat it all. It's not, a, it's not a heavy shout, as you can imagine. But yeah, Fox degree. Okay, Fox degree, getting a good few votes as well. We are all in agreement. It's like happy families on this show today. Um, on to the 225. Last race we're going to look at. Last race on the, well, from Newmarket on the ITV, showing 2.25 over the one mile four furlongs. Rose of Kildare, the five-year-old Tony, taking on a load of three-year-olds. Yeah. Um, where did you stand with this listed race? Um, I think it might be Beckett at the double. Um, oh. Again, I'm probably not going to have a bet in the race, but I thought Star Fortress, she's got, uh, got a lot to find on time-wise and form, but was very impressive last time at Chelmsford. Travelled really well throughout the race. Picked up nicely. Uh, got a good pedigree. I think the step up in triple suit. Um, opened up at 11 to 2 when the, in a place when the betting first opens. Um, is a, a fair bit shorter now. But yeah, if I, if I was going to have a bet, I might chuck a few hood on Star Fortress on the exchange. Um, I, I think the last traded price on the exchanges were at about 5 to 1. And I think that's, that's, that's a fair kind of price. But at the moment... I've not had a bet and I'm probably not planning to, but if I can get some fives, I might have a little tickle on Star Fortress. Okay, Star Fortress for Ross Ryan, Rafe Beckett, one of the three-year-olds, and Kevin, do you have a view in this race? Yeah, look, I thought Rose Galera is kind of working her way back, isn't she? Um, she's an interesting yeah. profile. I'm not sure why she's in training, if she failed to go and fall or what have you, because she, she um, put together a fair old CV there as a two- and three-year-old. Um, you know, Multiple, multiple winner, won a couple of group threes. And, um, you know, it disappeared for well over a year and kind of came back. You just wouldn't, wouldn't expect that normally. But anyway, she, she was a little bit disappointing on her return back in February, then had more time off. But it was much more like it, a new market there a couple of weeks ago, finished second to Eternal Pearl. Um, look, that wasn't her, her best effort. 
but it's uh, it's very much represents uh, getting back on the tracks sort of effort. And um, she both have come forward loads more from that to be very tough to beat in this, I think. Okay, Rose of Kildare, the older horse in here against some less exposed three-year-old types for Kevin. And that wraps up all the ITV action on Saturday. Naps time, guys. Uh, Tony, you can go first. I was going to play safe with Trawler, man, but uh, if I'm allowed, I'm going to back two in the Steelers' cut and I'm going to split my stakes Ooh. on Anath and... Uh, what's the what's the Todger horse called? St. Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Todger horse, please. Kevin, I'm cross you to bring this up. Uh, uh, Kevin, who's using that, Kevin? Um, it's between Great Ambassador and Koi Koi, but I'm going to go Koi Koi. So watch Great Ambassador absolutely lag up and Koi Koi get lapped. That's the way my look is going at the minute the, yeah. with the naps. Um, up, uh, you still got your looks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that Panama so you know life's going well for you if my looks is all I have I'll put me in the ground now Jesus so it's a nice segue into Dan obviously yeah Dan take yourself off mute there because we're really about to have a shop here come on uh, now um, I'll go for with no I won't go for with hope I'll go for um, I'll go for Kemhan in the Coral Summer I don't know why I've said Coral the Summer Handicap at 210 <laughs> Come on now, you're Dan, you're a company player. What's wrong with you today? You're looking for an uh, invite for Goodwood on Saturday, aren't you? Yeah. Barry yeah. Orange just put his head through the wall. Fuming, <laughs> fuming. And I'll take uh I'll take my beloved Foss last form and Fox degree in the nursery over in Newmarket for my nap. Thank you very much. Um Boys, it's been very enjoyable. That about wraps up the show. Saturday, done and dusted ITV coverage run through there. And don't forget the Betfair offer. You bet £10 on racing multiples on Saturday and get a £10 free bet on another racing multiple. Uh, see this show's description for all the T's and C's. But for now, we are back on Monday with Wade In, which I'm very much looking forward to. And uh, it's just good luck. And thank you very much for listening, everyone. Mm-hmm.